Dear Mama, you have so many questions, but not enough answers. You wish you didn't have to ask, and that's why I'm writing you this letter. You're not alone, you're not crazy, and I hope this helps. I see you because I am you. Sincerely, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, you are tuned in to Sincerely Mama podcast, where we've created a safe space for us to share all things motherhood, not magical motherhood, but realistic motherhood. I am your host, Jackie Bobbitt, millennial mom, entrepreneur and purpose coach. I am so excited because I have my friend, my girl, the Dr. (laughs) Lenore here today sharing about what it looks like to be a mom in a career in the corporate America, in her her prime, doing all the things. So we are excited (laughs) to hear what she has to share. Lenore, let's get right to it. Who are you? What do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Thank you, Jackie. Um, So yeah, I am Lenore, um, or depending on who you're talking to, they might say Ntozaki or Ento or Dr. Schaefer. So I am known by many names. I am from Antigua and Barbuda, so that's an island in the Caribbean, so I'm an island girl. Um, I've been married for over seven years. We celebrate eight years in August to Micah. Um, I'm a mom of two. I have a soon-to-be five-year-old, spunky, feisty little girl, as you know, Jackie. And my son, he just turned one in March. Um, I, I work at Restore. This is a, a nonprofit, an anti-trafficking org in New York City. I, um, our mission is to make freedom real for survivors of trafficking. And at Restore, I am the director of economic empowerment. And that program basically, you know, equips survivors of trafficking with the skills, um, community, and confidence that they need to thrive in safe work. So as a director, I, um, you know, provide people leadership. Um, I handle the financial management. I do the strategy, you know, implementation and whatnot. And, um, yeah, so that's basically me. I also teach sometimes. I took a break after I had win. Um, Jackie likes to say I have, like, multiple jobs. (laughs) Um, and I also used to do some coaching, um, parenting coaching on the side, but I also took a break afterwards. So right now I just have one job. (laughs) (laughs) And so the doctor, so let's back up and tell us what your degrees are in. So we know you as Dr. Schaefer, tell us what your doctorate is in or all of your degrees. And then tell us the field or your what your responsibilities look like at Restore as yeah. much as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, my undergrad, so my bachelor's is in psychology. Um, I moved to Pennsylvania after finishing high school. I actually graduated high school at 16. And a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. But in Antigua, no, I mean, in Antigua is the norm. Like most people are graduating 16, 17. Um, but I, I studied psychology, and then after um, graduating with my bachelor's, I went straight for my master's at Lehigh. Um, so my master's is in counseling and human services. And then I took a break, worked in the city for a while, and then I moved to Mississippi because I got a full ride um, for a PhD program, which is phenomenal. And I 
would have been a fool not to take it. Right. So my my doctorate is in higher education administration with a minor in student affairs. So a lot of my my background, I people I would say very, you know, counseling, education focus is kind of like um, my field and industry. And at work, um, so I lead an eight-person team right now. We have eight persons on our team, I'm currently hiring for some open positions. Um, but what does my day-to-day look like? Um, a lot of meetings. Um, I would, I do want to, um, you know, clarify though. I wouldn't, disc- I wouldn't say I'm in corporate America. I'm in nonprofit. So like corporate and nonprofit, which I'll talk about later. Um, I'm sure we get into completely different industries, especially for working parents. But um, still busy. So, you know, I have a lot of meetings. I'm providing supervision to the people that I supervise. I am um, creating strategy for our programs, trying to make our programs better, um, managing our budget, you know, um, doing a lot of like partnership development, um, providing, um, you know, just support um, for the team and trying to Speaking to like our organizational culture as well. Um, so we do some, I do some DEI efforts with the rest of the leadership team. And yeah, I really, I really do like working. I, I enjoy working and yeah, that's, that's me. Nice. So you have been at Restore for how many years? Four years now. In June four will be four years. years. Yeah. And Amara was how old when you guys moved Girl, to She had just turned one. It was crazy. <laughs> So for the both children, their entire lives, you've been working, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, Amar, I, I put Amar because in Mississippi, um, I went back to work three months after having her. Um, Mm -hmm. So she was in daycare from, since she was three months old. Yeah. So tell us, because you have been working the entire time. Tell mm-hmm. us some difficulties of trying to balance. And I don't even like using that word because neither is, is not even a thing, right? It's unrealistic. So how do you find a rhythm with being a mom and working? Because yeah. you work, what, eight to five? Well, nine to five. And nine. well, actually, yeah. So let, let's get it. That's a good question. So um, I am like very blessed in terms of restore does a really good job in terms of just like workplace flexibility. Um, and yeah, I really feel supported as a mom and a lot of places and a lot of people. And I do empathize, like not every woman has the luxury of being in a place where they feel supported and they have some flexibility. So my traditional hours, I would say are nine to five, However, um, depending on what's needed for these kids, it looks completely different. So I've had days where I start work at, you know, 12 and, you know, I finish at five and then I put the kids down, you know, cook, do whatever I got to do. And then I start working again at the night in in the evening. Um, And then other days where I do the typical, you know, nine to five. And for me, I love that. Like, I, I don't like the word balance. Like you said, I really... For me, I, I strive for like work-life integration. So um, for me, it's kind of like, okay, how can I be flexible? So there's some days where I am in a meeting and maybe it hasn't started yet and I'm putting a load in the, the laundry, um, doing some washing or whatever, and it works for me. And I think it helps in terms of my sanity. Um, and I would encourage, you know, working parents in general, um, it's so important to find out what works for you because there's no 
prescription. It's going to look different for everyone. But for me, flexibility is a part of that balance. Like me finding that rhythm, I need the flexibility. Right. So do you work from home or is there a balance? Do you share office and home? Yeah. So I go into the office right now, usually at least twice a week. Okay. Um, So most of the time I'm at home, um, which has its pros and cons for sure. Um, And my husband works from home too. So that's also, again, pros and cons there. But um, yeah, that's, I think, why I have some of that flexibility because I can easily, you know, cook while I'm in between meetings or do whatever the case is. Um, But the con I would say for that is I have to work really hard at trying to, you know, stick to my boundaries. And I'm sure we'll get into it later. But because work and home life is blending a lot, I have to be really strict about that. Right. And that's a great segue. Boundaries. So tell me why are boundaries important? And then tell me what are some boundaries that have been helpful for you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Boundaries are important because without it, like I think, you know, everybody just like flounders. Like it's just like you're just asking, you're just adding to anxiety. It's just crazy. Um, so for me, I will be honest, I'm going to keep it real. This is still an area, Jackie, that I am growing in, as you know, <laughs> you know, the lots of chats where I'm like venting and needing support. Um, but it's something that I'm addressing. So baby steps, which is good. Um, but for me, um, you know, one thing I do, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at, you know, so we work at Restore, we have a 35 hour work week. And you'll realize like 35 hours is never enough time to to get the work done. So there are some days where some weeks where I am pushing 40, 45, maybe even 50. However, I've really been trying to, you know, be um, a lot better at sticking to those 35 work, um, work hours and, you know, just trusting like, okay, what doesn't get done? just doesn't get done. And I have to really make sure that I'm being present for my children too, because, you know, it's not easy hearing a mark. Oh my gosh, you have another meeting, another meeting. Like, you know, so it's like, I really, as, as when she's home, I'm trying my best to be present. Um, and also for me, you know, taking vacations, using that vacation time, I tell people all the time, use your vacation time. Like, right. You know, just use it. Like, forget everything else. Like, if it, they give it to you, that's your vacation time. You deserve it. So no matter what, take your time. And I am very good about, you know, using the vacation time. And, um, yeah, just listening to my myself, too. Like, there are days where if I've had, like, a crazy day, I, you know, my, you know, walk to the gym because we have a gym in our apartment building. Um, don't go as don't go enough that like I don't go as much as I need to, but it's there and I make an effort to do that. Or now it's getting nicer, you know, might go outside, take a walk. So yeah, just kind of like taking breaks um, throughout the day. Nice. And that took some time to find that rhythm, right? It wasn't it something that you went in knowing, okay, I need to do this or I need to do that or I need to set this time aside. That was something that you had to learn, right? Yeah, I by trial and error. Um, right. And, you know, a lot of, I mean, lots of arguments too with my husband, to, to be honest with him saying, like, there was one time he legit said, like, you know, 
you care more about work than your family. And I was just like, no, like, what are you talking about? I do X, Y, Z for this. I do all this. But I mean, as I reflected, I'm just like, okay, yes, I feel like I, I don't want to care more about work than my family. But if I were to take an honest assessment over how I was spending my time, you know, what I'm doing, clearly I'm putting, I'm prioritizing work more. Right. That was conflicting with my values, which was adding to me feeling overwhelmed anyway. So, yeah, I think, you know, we had a lot of hard, honest conversations. And then me realizing, you know, my family comes first. Like, you know, I could lose my job, you know, Period. tomorrow. Right. I'm like, you know, these are the people when I'm sick, I can't call my job and be like, hey, can you take me? You know what I mean? Even though I have friends there and my supervisor is great. I love her. But my family has to come first um, and I have to do a better job and, you know, in showing that. Nice. And I mm -hmm. love that you say you took an honest assessment because, you of know, course. sometimes we don't want to listen to our husband. We don't want people to tell us about ourselves. <laughs> and then you're not right. I'm always right. Exactly. Because <laughs> so you did that. You took an honest assessment and then saw that, okay, work is getting more time. I think mm -hmm. that is awesome. I so know. we're going to shift gears into mm -hmm. let's talk about, because you are all for women empowerment, okay? So we, <laughs> we want to talk about it. I'm going to give you an opportunity to encourage women in the workplace. But right now I want to ask you, do you feel like moms have equal opportunity in the workplace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so good. Like, this is something that can get me on a soapbox for, for so long. Um, you know, unfortunately, I would say no um, for, for several reasons. I don't know if you've heard of, um, like, the motherhood penalty, um, but it's basically, you know, this idea that moms are seen as, you know, you know, less serious when it comes to, you know, the job because they have family obligations. Um, so they might get passed up for promotions or, you know, because they, they don't have a flexible work, you know, right. so if their job requires a lot of travel, you know, they might not get the same opportunities. Um, I mean, we know women, you know, for equal jobs, get less pay than men anyway. So it's kind of like, there's just so many barriers. And it, that's why, you know, I, I am so, you know, adamant about women, um, and especially moms finding jobs that um, care about their well being or and are really putting, you know, their their feet behind what their mouth is saying, basically. And I think whenever, like, you know, how people say when you do a job interview, it's also your opportunity to interview Absolutely. that place as well. And it's so true because you want to find out, okay, how does this person, how does this company, you know, invest in their employees? You know, what are, what are other working moms experiences in this place? Like, you know, you want to yeah. talk to staff and find their experience um, because it's, it's an unfortunate reality, um, especially in the corporate world where, you know, the industry is a lot more intense and it's, you know, people, it's the norm for people to work 60, 70 plus hours to climb the corporate ladder. Um, so, so that's unfortunate. And then even when you think about the impact of the pandemic, I was reading a, an article the other day and they were talking about how, you know, nearly like 12 million women left their jobs during the wow. early stage. Of, yeah. During the stages of the pandemic and the workforce still hasn't recovered because it was like schools are closed. 
you know, like that burden fell on the mom. So they're trying to, first of all, ain't nothing harder than trying to do two jobs, right? Like working and trying to take care of kids at the same time. The hardest thing whoever said it's easy is a liar. So yeah, I mean, they had, they left their work and it's not like, it just makes me so sad because it's, it's like, I know how, you know, you've always been, you know, shouting loud how women, you don't have to give up your dreams when you become a mom. And I think, you know, the pandemic, a lot of women had to leave jobs that, you know, they you know probably loved and having a difficulty getting back. And yeah, so this is something that I feel like as a society, we can do um, a lot better with for sure. Absolutely. So that makes me think about when we talk about discrimination or equal opportunity when it comes to moms, do you think that's a reason why women wait to have children? Mm, Absolutely. I do. Um, Especially here in New York city. I feel like it also differs based on like states. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like when I was in Mississippi, I never really, like, I didn't see, I didn't hear things like this. Like, but up here, I know so many, like, I know fewer people with kids here. And like so many people don't because, you know, there is this pressure to, you know, they're focused on their careers and everybody has you know, to each their own. Um, but I do think for, for a woman who, especially depending, again, depending on that industry where she wants to work, you know, the unfortunate reality is that she might feel like, hey, in order for me to do this, I have to kind of like, delay having kids because my my job isn't as supportive and to me that's a huge red flag in any job because I I think you should be in a place where you are getting support as a parent right so like you said you know I'm big on encouraging moms to still go after your dreams even Mm -hmm. after becoming a mom because you know so many women think that after becoming a mom and a lot of it is because society tells us this but after I've become a mom that's kind of it you know I can't you can't travel you can't can't have any fun you know know. over right (laughs) so I do I try to encourage moms to to still go after it Mm -hmm. and so you know a dream for one mom could be entrepreneurship but for another mom, it could be corporate America. And so how would you encourage the mom that, or the woman that feels like she can't have it all? She can't Mm -hmm. have a a work or her dream job and be a mom. How would you encourage her? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I would say, says who? Like, who says you can't have it? I mean, that is a lie from the pit of hell and you need to recognize it. I mean, acknowledge it. And then just kind of like throw it to the wayside because it's not true. And you can look at, and I I would encourage them to, um, because we live in a world like social media, there's pros and cons to social media, but because we live in a social media world, you can, you have access to so many, you know, resources and different people that you wouldn't necessarily be connected to. And there are so many career moms, entrepreneurs who are killing it, like, I mean, multiple kids. I mean, I have two and I'm struggling, but they're out here having multiple kids and are building businesses and being CEOs, VPs Mm -hmm. of companies. So it is possible. Is it easy? Absolutely not. And it might take a little bit bit longer. It might look different. 
from the single, you know, unmet on the single woman with no kids, but it is possible and you can build the career um, or the business that you want and one that it will allow you the flexibility or the rhythm, the balance, whatever term you want to use um, to do, you know, be uh, a game on in the parenthood and in, in work. And then I'd also say, because for me, this is something that I struggled with. Um, quantity isn't always quality. So, you know, for a working a parent or someone who, who has a business and they're investing a lot of time, you know, you may not have all the time in the world with your children. I mean, that's just the reality. Like you're not going to be with them for most of the day. Like, right. you know, when I pick my kids up, my son up from daycare, you know, I'm first of all, I'm waiting until six because I'm paying for six. So I'm picking right. up at six. But then when I, when he comes home, I mean, we have like an hour and a half before he has to go, you know, to bed. So we don't have a lot of time. However, I have some time and I can use the time that I do have and make right. it meaningful right. and I can still build memories with him. So, you know, you don't have to, you know, your life doesn't have to look like, you know, Susan life or whatever in terms of how right. many hours you spend, but you can just make the time that you do spend meaningful um, and don't be afraid to like outsource and delegate. You know, if you are working, you can't, you might not be able to cook every meal and that's right. okay. You know, right. they can eat McDonald's sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to die. <laughs> um, and I just feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves where we think like, okay, to be a mom, it has to look this way or mm -hmm. to be a businesswoman, it has to look this way. And that's right. not true. Like, you know, what works for you and you can, you know, design and build a life that you, you want to. Right. So would you say that confidence is a quality that a mom in the corporate world should have? Yes, um, for sure. Because you need it in almost everything. Um, right. One, because you're going to be hit with those, you know, same barriers and, and challenges that you just talked about. Um, but when you're more confident, it, you know, you're communicating more effectively, mm -hmm. you're more creative and you're, you're more likely to take risks and try new things. Um, you work well with others. If you're confident, you are assertive, you can ask for what you want. If you deserve a promotion or a little bit more money, you can ask that because you're confident in your abilities and what you bring to the company. Um, and it improves your leadership skills, you know, it lowers your workplace stress. So yeah, it is so important to be confident. And this is something that I transparently, I'm like literally like walking through where I, I struggle with imposter syndrome ever so often. It like rears its ugly head and I, I start doubting myself. I feel like I'm a fraud. I feel like people are going to find out and take away all my degrees. And, you know, I, I legit have these like fears and even doubting my ability to like, you know, pursue, you know, career growth, like, okay, just give it a rest, just stay where you are. It is, it's okay. Um, so I, that's something I'm like processing in therapy, pro therapy, go to therapy, um, processing, hey. yeah, processing with my career coach. Um, I started working with someone who helps me develop, you know, you know, an executive presence, increasing my confidence, because ultimately it's going to just make me a better 
career mom. It's going to make me a better employee. It's going to make me a better leader. And it's going to make me a better mom because I'll be confident in my parenting skills too. Like I struggle sometimes feeling, do I even know what I'm doing as a mom? Like it's real. None of us do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We just winging it. Right. And then you, you mentioned how that would translate as a mom, but it will also it would mirror confidence for your children. Like it would show them like, this is what it looks like because mom is walking that out. So I think it just, it's all around a great quality to have. I love that. But you talked about, you know, continuing to build the life you want or go after the goals. What are some limits that are put on women who are trying to climb the corporate ladder? What, difficulties do you think or challenges do you think they face or come in contact with yeah um, well you kind of talked about uh the major one i think i think mom guilt definitely um the expectations people's expectations like i mean you know even my my mom i love my mom you know to death but you know there are times where she'd be like oh like what did you cook today and I'm like, well, I didn't cook or Mike is going to cook. And she's like, oh, you should have did this and you should have cooked this. And I'm just like, OK, well, I don't have to cook. You know, <laughs> you know, I just worked whatever. So, I mean, they're just like lit other people's expectations, you know, in terms of, oh, you should look this. This is how it should look. And this is what you should be doing and how you should be spending your time. Um, so I definitely think that is is a limitation. And then that own negative self-talk, that mom guilt thinking like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not doing enough, which is why I think that whole quality is better than quantity. Um, And um, I'm trying to think other two other major ones, Um, mom guilt, people's expectations. um, And just the reality, I mean, I said it earlier, doing like being a mom full time, like a stay at home mom is that's work that is a job and having a nine to five, that is a job. So for working moms, like you literally do have like two jobs. And it's like, for me, I can say when I finish work, it's like, I have a friend who said, Oh, you're about to start your other job. Yep. Cause the kids are home. Like, you know, I'm in mom mode. So that's exhausting. Like, mm-hmm. so even just the stress and, you know, exhaust could be another limitation because it's like, you know, is like, okay, if I climb or if I do this other job or if I, you know, take this promotion, it's going to be harder. It's going to, I'm going to be, you know, potentially more tired. It's going to take away. So it's just like, you, you don't pursue it because you, your kids are young and, you know, you, they need you. So yeah, those would be my top three things I would say. Right. So you mean moms get overwhelmed? <laughs> do they? <laughs> Wait a minute. I know, right? Who would have thought? I know, right? (laughs) So as a working mom, how does that look when you're overwhelmed? What does that look like? And then how do you cope? How do you deal with it? Yeah. Well, it usually looks like me being super irritable and sharp and short with my husband or, you know, not having patience with the children, just kind of like very snappy and that is a huge red flag to me. Like, okay, like you're burnt out, you're overwhelmed, like you need to take a break. Um, and then sometimes too, I, I cry. Like the shower, I know the shower is a perfect place to cry. The yes. water is flowing. It's just like, you just let it all out. 
Um, but cry, I'm, I'm very emotional, as you might know, Jackie. I'm hard, <laughs> but I'm also emotional. Right. The so, heart is I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so, yeah, I when I get really overwhelmed, I... I cry. Um, so that's, that's, that's common for me. Um, but I'm learning to, you know, engage, like I said, in like self-reflection, doing these like assessments to see and ask myself questions like, okay, finding out what is, what is triggering this feeling of being overwhelmed. Um, and I, it's usually for me, I find out it's usually because of one or two things. So it's either that my values and behaviors aren't aligned and wow. yeah. And if I'm going against the grain, so like, for example, I'll give an example, you know, I value, you know, family, family time. Um, so if, if my kids, if Amar usually is asking me, Hey, I want to do this. I want to go outside or, and I'm working um, and I'm trying to finish all these things it's like, okay, I need to finish this. And I'm stressed out, even though I'm telling her, okay, I can't do this right now, because I have to do this. And it's creating all these feelings for me. And it's because, well, right now, I have values kind of like conflicting, because I do value family time, but I'm not living out what it is I'm saying that I do value. So that's usually like a sign for me to be like, okay, okay, Amar, maybe give me five minutes and just taking a break and then coming back to whatever it is, but really just listening to, you know, my values and doing what um, would be important for me. And then the other um, time is usually because I'm not honest or asking for help because, you know, I try to wear this, what do you call it? The red cape? The cape. <laughs> I try to put on. I know. I'm trying to do a superwoman can never. <laughs> I know. I try to do it all, so I'm probably not being honest with Micah about. Hey, like I really need you to like step up and and do this to help me here. So it's like I want him to do it without me asking. I'm like, you see these dishes needed, like, yeah, but that ain't fair. This. <laughs> But it, I mean, I do want him to be a mind reader sometimes. Um, he, he, I wonder if he can hear me. But um, yeah, so it's like me just having to like, okay, just ask for what it is I need. And also, you know, just realize when I'm being unrealistic too. And, you know, okay, it's like something's got to give. Like I live with the house in a house with kids. It's not going to be clean all the time. Just kind of like let it go. So you mean to tell me it's okay for moms to ask for help? Absolutely. <laughs> it, it was, it's, it's the hardest thing sometimes to do, but you just, you got to ask for help. And this is huge. When you ask for help, you have to be willing for the help. Like it, it's not going to look maybe the way you want it to look. So right. like if for me, I've asked Micah to like make up the bed because for me, I have to have the bed made up for me to start the day. I can't like go to sleep in an unmade bed or anything, but I can't let, I can't tell him, okay, this is how you make the, do it this way. And so however he makes the bed, at least he made it. It is what it is. So that's another thing. When you ask for help, you got to let go of control of what it's going to look like. And that's something I am literally learning and having to like push myself to remember every day. Girl. <laughs> your cash out in the middle. <laughs> what is it? Money sign Lenore Schaefer. <laughs> oh man. So Into, what are some of your career goals? Like what 
are some of your aspirations, if you can share them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what I know. Your goals as a mom and as a career woman, what are some things that you still want to accomplish? Because yeah. you've accomplished a lot and you're still really young. And yeah, thank you. A lot. So what are some goals that you still have? Yeah, thank you. I mean, I've been thinking about this, you know, for the, the past couple of months, um, because I think I'm in a season now where I'm finally done having kids. You know, we said we said we have a pack. We said we're done. Amen. <laughs> so I feel like I can look to the future more in terms of like career, because I feel like for a long time I was just like, hey, I'm just trying to survive and right. take care of these kids, to be honest. Um but I, I love the field that I work in. Um, so I'm passionate about gender-based violence, um, women empowerment, like I, we, we talked about, um, and just overall employee well-being. Like the best, the, 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 favorite, the thing I like the most about what I do as a director is really developing the team, like coaching, working with my direct report. So I just love like, you know, encouraging and, and working with, with people. So I, I do think I, I want to like stay within this field um, mm -hmm. and like grow, you know, I'm a director now. Um, so, you know, eventually I would love to maybe in a few years um, get to the C-suite level where I have more of an impact on overall company and um, more strategic um, initiatives. And, you know, I there was a time where I was thinking about like, should I go back to school? My family's like, no, please no. So, <laughs> I know, but I do love learning, Jackie. Like yeah. that's one of my, I know, <laughs> you don't say. That's one of my strengths. I am a learner. So I'm always like reading articles, sharing articles with y'all, talking, asking y'all what y'all think about stuff. Um, so I do, I might not go back for like a degree per se, mm -hmm. but you know, taking classes, getting right. certifications and things. I really want to invest in my leadership um, ability and do well there. And there's a, um, you know, a lot of trainings on, you know, being a trauma-informed leader, what right. empathetic leadership looks like. So, yeah, I just want to grow and invest in leadership mm -hmm. because I feel like if I grow as a leader, um, I'll be able to, to, to make a larger impact in the people that um, work with me and that I meet. And your children. And my children, and yeah. So I know Don't worry, I, I have I haven't forgotten that. <laughs> you say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> but, but no, I think that's great. And you know I'm all for enrolling in classes and getting certified yes. because it does. It makes you a better leader and then it just makes you, you know, an informed person. It it's does. just so much better to have to have a conversation with, right? It does. It <laughs> so, does. So I think I think that's awesome. And so you have been amazing. We are going to wrap up. So share with us your last remarks and then encourage the boss mom like yourself. Maybe <laughs> maybe she's in the middle of her doctorate and she needs mm. some encouragement. She needs to know that it's okay to be a mom and to yeah. be smack dab in the middle of the workforce. So encourage her. Yes. Let me look in the mirror. It's like to look like I'm talking to whoever is watching this girl. You got this. 
you are here where you are for a reason. Um, nobody can do the things you do. You are unique and uniquely positioned wherever you are, whether you're studying, working, um, or even just do doing the mom thing right now. Um, you got this. Um, get yourself community, a mom tribe, a working mom tribe. Do not try to do life alone. You need support. You need people who can cheer you on, who can love on you, who can cry with you when you need to vent and, and process all the things. And I'm proud of you. Like you're taking the steps that are going to improve your life and ultimately improve your child's life or your children's life. So keep going. Don't give up. You might need to take a break, rest a little bit, but get get back moving. Don't stop. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Schaefer, yes. for making time for us. We know, of course, so busy. <laughs> anything so for like, you. Anything for me. Y'all heard that? <laughs> well, I'm so excited that you spent some time with us. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have been amazing. And Fridays are so much better with you. We'll see you next time. Sincerely, Mama. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, do me a favor and share it with another mama. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. Also, connect with us on all social media platforms at Sincerely Mama Podcast. Remember, you're the best mama for your children. We'll see you next time. Sincerely, Mama.